This is Creating Consciousness, a podcast reflecting back to you the energies of your subconscious through tarot, channeling, and spiritual guidance. I'm Rebecca Weirman, intuitive, spiritual coach, and energy worker. You found this podcast because it's the next step in your healing journey. Together, we will explore the depths of your subconscious to awaken and welcome this consciousness. Hello, conscious creators. Welcome back. Welcome back to Creating Consciousness. It's me, your host, Rebecca Weirman. I am recording this intro so late on Wednesday night. In fact, I consumed my bedtime small dose edible and completely misjudged the time. And I'm still sitting here working. And now my edible's kicking as I record the intro, and I just want to say just the intro. The other part of the episode was recorded when I was completely sober, (laughs) but I do have just a slight little edible high right now, and it's actually quite delightful as I record this, but I've I've been eating an edible at night because it's just been helping me sleep because I have been so busy, but I haven't been able to shut my brain off. And because of that, I'm not meeting my basic needs and getting the rest that I need. So I'm finding that I am being uh, very triggered. And that really is what prompted this episode this week. We're going to get into it with triggers today. We're going to learn about how our triggers are our teachers how triggers are shadow work, and a whole lot of other things. But of course, before we get into that, housekeeping announcements. You guys, thank you for the reviews. Thank you for your emails. I am like over freaking whelmed with the amount of emails I have gotten recently. So thank you. I am still in the process of responding to some, but oh my goodness, thank you. I just want to let you guys know, too, that if you subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and send me a screenshot of your review on Instagram at this consciousness or at creating consciousness pod, I will send you a free mini oracle card reading in return as a little thank you. And then we get to chat and I love connecting with you guys even more. So Guys, that's my little trick to get you in my DMs. Did I just expose myself? No, it's because I really want to talk to you um, because I care. And I love this little conscious community we are creating. So thank you for being a part of it. it. It really means the world. So I had mentioned a few episodes back that I'm going to be bringing back my membership uh, community online. It is completely free. And I will be working on that within the next couple of weeks to bring that um, to the table as a way for all of you to have a space to connect as well. Other than that, just be sure to head to the show notes. I have a ton of freebies linked. If you like free things and free things that can help you heal, uh, show notes, baby, that's the place to go. But now, I guess without further ado, let's get into it. Oh, actually, I will say this is a two-parter. So part one released this week, this episode. 
Part two will be released after the next guest episode. So in two weeks, you will get part two to this episode. Okay? Okay. Here it is. This past week, I've been triggered. Like, bad. From people in traffic to my fucking HOA to just dealing with things that pop up and irritate the living shit out of me. And when I get triggered, I absolutely hate it. I have worked so hard in my healing journey to free myself from the distress that I used to constantly live in. And getting triggered is the biggest reminder of that state of dis-ease for me. But then I always have to remind myself this. Triggers are good. Triggers, just like fear, keep you safe and out of danger. But triggers also indicate your next level of development. And although triggers can be incredibly uncomfortable and send you into emotional highs and lows, triggers help you become self-aware. They help you become self-aware so you are able to consciously understand what you want to change in your life and how you would like to develop and evolve as a soul, as a human being. Becoming aware of your triggers is, in my opinion, one of the many beautiful forms of shadow work. Your triggers mirror your shadow to you. They are alerting to you what is already embedded in your subconscious and unconscious mind. And something that I have found increasingly fascinating about triggers through my own experiences and, of course, through science-based research is that the trigger itself isn't about the person or the words that that person said. The trigger is usually rooted in a past action that has created a reaction within you. The trigger is the emotion inside of us that is being repressed because we haven't dealt with something that needs healing in our past. And I guess maybe a better way to explain this is that your triggers are never somebody else's fault. So I guess that leads me into a hot take of saying when someone triggers you, it's your fault. I'll say that again. Hot take. When someone triggers you, it is your fault. Let me guess. Just hearing that triggered you. Yeah. I can clairvoyantly see your hand raising right now because here's the thing. When I heard this too, I was triggered. I didn't want to take ownership because I had been through trauma and was so disconnected from myself that I was lost. And I feel like I need to be very clear here. If you've experienced trauma, big T or little t trauma, The trauma you experienced is a million percent not your fault. I'll say it again. The trauma you experienced is 100,000 million percent not your fault. But it is your responsibility to heal from the trauma. Otherwise, your trauma is going to turn into a trigger and it is going to control the rest of your life. You got that. So when you entered a triggered state, you are usually angry or sad or 
frustrated. I know I always get frustrated. And sometimes the anger you experience can even turn into rage. But what if you didn't have to fully embody these heavy emotions when triggered? And I'm not talking in like a spiritual bypassy way, but what if you didn't feel that much? What if you could be in such a place of neutrality that when your triggers arose, you could experience them with compassion and curiosity, getting to the root of why you feel some type of way? I mean, we can all live unconsciously our whole life. I think one of the most unconscious things we do as humans is affirm to people that time heals. Well, in due time, like in time, I'll feel better. I know I just need to give it time. Yeah, maybe not. Because I guess another hot take I have is that time doesn't heal. All time allows us is for our emotions and conditionings to be embedded further into our subconscious and unconscious mind until one day someone irritates you and you are sent into a rage spiral. And all this does is leave you victim to your past and in a constant loop of re-triggering yourself. Wild, right? I mean, here's another thing. Just like your intuition is a guide and teacher, your triggers are too. What your triggers and intuition have in common is the ability to awaken a part of yourself that you haven't learned to listen to, a part of yourself that you haven't learned to accept. So the more you develop your intuition, the less your triggers arise. And that is not a fact. That is my experience. The more I develop my intuition, the more I trust my intuition, the less my triggers affect me. That is not a scientifically proven fact. Again, that is just my experience, and I really want to reiterate that because science is important. But how amazing would it be to be placed in a situation that you know would trigger you, but instead you have full control over the situation and you're able to show up from this place of neutrality, this place of being consciously aware that someone could do something or say something that will trigger you, but being able to control how you react. In fact, rather respond. I think back a lot to when I was working in the corporate world many lifetimes ago, and there were many instances where I was triggered. Granted, I was going through a lot of trauma in the corporate world, but there was one instance where a higher up in a company called me a whore to my face. Now that triggered me and I had every right to be angry. I let them know that what they said was wrong, but I did it with a lot of rage, so much rage. But the thing is, is like, I know I'm not a quote unquote whore. And hmm, quick aside, can we stop saying whore because it's completely demeaning to sex workers? And um, yeah, thank you. Anyway, upon reflection of this experience, I realized that my reaction to him calling me a prostitute in essence, was my reaction was so volatile because of the judgments I found myself making against other women specifically sex workers, because of a past traumatic relationship that I had had. So 
Like I was so quickly enraged by his comments because of my own perceived judgments. My trigger sent me into a state of regression and I didn't feel safe enough to express myself authentically, so I lashed out. And granted, yes, they were completely wrong for saying what they said, but I also had a responsibility to myself to heal my past trauma, to release my judgments, to stay grounded, and to take the situation to HR. And I guess this is also an example of triggers that really reminds me of being a kid and parents telling their kids not to let the negative thing that someone says about them bother them. And I think that although that's true, like you really shouldn't let what people say about you bother you, but that can also be like incredibly invalidating because at times it's like people can't understand the pain that words can cause. But also at the same time, if we know and understand our own worthiness and who we are on a soul level, words are just words. So it does require you to like to go back, to go back and understand why certain words have an effect on you. And some of it is generational, some of it is ancestral, and other times it is something that has happened in this lifetime. And once you, you know, identify one thing, keep pulling that thread, keep going back. Is there something before that? Is there something before that? This episode, I'm not really going to go into how you can start doing the shadow work for triggers. That will come in two weeks, so stay tuned for that. I just wanted to share that little little tidbit with you as well. One thing that I've also noticed within myself is that I am more inclined to be triggered if my basic human needs aren't met. I'm talking like bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, sleep, food, water. If I haven't taken care of myself, I project that onto others through my triggers because I become very short and bitchy. Again, coming back to the idea that the trigger is my own fault, not someone else's. I neglected myself and it's causing me to show up in a more, I guess, negative light. It's causing me to be in a reactionary state, in a triggered state. And that is no one's fault but my own because I didn't give myself enough rest. I didn't drink enough water. I didn't take care of myself. This idea of my short bitchiness when I'm triggered and I'm not taking care of myself brings me back to um, another trigger spiral. I had while in corporate America. I was working for a company and I had meeting after meeting and I head into our warehouse to grab some things before my first meeting of the day and the beautiful raw silk pants I had on were ruined because someone in the company didn't put up a wet paint sign and I had leaned against what they had just painted. I fucking lost it. I remember marching like military marching up to the VP of the company and yelling at him that he needed to do something about this. I was furious and my anger at this point had turned into complete rage. And that's when a coworker was like, come with me and we'll go pick up coffee for the warehouse and you can just like get away for a bit and breathe. And I was like, yeah, thanks girl. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And so I did. 
but I was still in such a pissy mood. And as we were walking out of the coffee shop, the door somehow like swung back. And then I spilled every drink I was carrying all over myself. And guess what, guys? I was even more pissed after that. But what this taught me was that if we don't address our triggers when they come up, our triggers will reappear in different ways to continue to bring these repressed emotions that we are trying to escape to our awareness. I kid you not, it's like instant manifestation. One trigger will lead to another and it will ruin your whole day. So deal with your triggers. Deal with them in the moment. Like take a breath, connect in with yourself before you react and give yourself time to respond. I think something else that we're very quick to say when it comes to triggers is that something that triggers you and someone else is a trait that you possess yourself. Yes, that can be true in many cases, but a lot of the times it's addressing perhaps an emotion that you don't like or it's taking you back into a a regressive state. Uh, There's a lot of different things. So like the example I'm being called to share is getting cut off in traffic. If you get cut off in traffic by the douchebag in his big silver pickup truck that has like those testicles hanging off of the back, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, go Google like truck balls. I don't know. Man, my search history is going to look weird after. after I record this because I'm going to have truck balls in my search history. Okay, ADD, welcome back. You get cut off by the guy in his silver pickup truck with his truck balls and you get pissed. You get so angry. But that trigger could mean so many different things. It could be because you too speed and cut people off. You might not be Um, in a pickup truck with balls, but you also speed and cut people off. That's why it could trigger you. The other thing that could be very triggering about that could be because you judge people who have silver pickup trucks who have testicles hanging from their exhaust. Yes, I am that person. And I need to have more compassion. I am aware. But then there's also the option that perhaps that trigger brought you back to the time you were a kid and you got into an accident because someone was speeding and cut you off. That can trigger you as well. So it's not just one thing or it doesn't have to just be because it mirrors a trait within you. Because a lot of us can get caught up in that and it can be a very self-deprecating thing to get caught up in that constantly looking for fault in yourself as you are showing up and doing the work. Because that's when the work isn't working. I also think that one of the best ways to identify your triggers is through your family. Your family shows you and reflects back to you some of your deepest triggers. Why is it sometimes so hard to go back home for the holidays? Well, it's because 
you're triggered. Your body is navigating these ultra high levels of cortisol and you just dread every moment you have to spend with family and all the times you're going to be triggered. But being with family is also a great way to become a conscious and compassionate observer. And it's also a great way to gauge your ability to respond over react. I mean, when I had to move back in with my family after years of living alone, it was chaos. I was constantly triggered, constantly regressing, but it also gave me so much awareness and taught me so much about myself and how I show up in the world. What's even crazier was learning how my parental triggers showed up in romantic relationships. How a lot of my triggers are rooted in my disorganized or fearful avoidant attachment style. Now, if you want to learn more about your triggers and attachment theory, I would definitely recommend going to episode 81 of Creating Consciousness. This is with Tara Newton-Gill. She is a love guide and woman's empowerment coach who specializes in attachment theory. And in this episode, we talk about the shadow work behind attachment theory and how attachment theory is shadow work, as well as cover like the fundamentals and basis of shadow work. She also has a quiz, which I will link in these show notes, but they're also in the episode show notes for episode 81. And this quiz will help you determine what your attachment style is. So go check that out to definitely learn more because I think that will be very, very helpful. Now in two weeks, I will be back with another episode on how you can navigate these triggers and how you can work with them to really help you start healing. But you don't have to wait until then. You can start now. Instead of giving you a little card reading at the end of the episode this week, I'm going to leave you with an exercise that you can do. Something that you can tap into now to start healing instead of waiting another two weeks. Become a conscious observer of your triggers. When those triggers come up, just become aware of them. Don't judge them. Just observe. And if you feel called, in fact, I encourage you to write down what you observe. Again, no judgment, only compassion, curiosity, and grace. Be kind to yourself. And of course, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are supported, you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a special guest episode and then the week after that with the follow-up part two to this episode. Until then, conscious creators. (laughs)